0: In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, more about Tulsi Gabbard being canceled, being censored, and being silenced by the ruling class. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to today's rebellion. Thank you so much for listening into the show. Today's topic, I want to go back one more time and talk about Tulsi Gabbard, the censoring of her by the ruling class, by Google and YouTube, and everybody else in their glass towers who are telling us what we can say, what we can listen to, and what we can read. Tulsi Gabbard, a Democratic candidate for the presidency in the last election, has been canceled because she dared, she dared to say something that they found offensive. That's today's topic. I talked about it last week, but I want to talk about it one more time, go at it from a bit of a different angle, and I'm going to do so from the context of hierarchical governments versus covenantal governments, a concept and idea that I have talked about before on this show. An idea that I got from Oz Guinness when I was studying over in the Oxford Center for Christian Apologetics, and he helped me reconcile, reconcile what my sh- priorities—excuse me—what my priorities should be as I'm going to the voting booth. Do we vote for a king in the United States, or do we vote for a covenant? What's the difference between hierarchical government? and covenantal government, and why should we prefer one over the other if our highest good is freedom? I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Let's take a break, and I'll be right back in a couple of minutes. Okay, welcome back to The Rebellion. The topic, again, is the ruling class censoring Tulsi Gabbard, and as you know, I talked about this particular uh, news story, this particular bit of information, this censoring of a Democrat candidate for the presidency of the United States. I mean, they're not just going after Republicans. They're going after anyone, anyone who says something they don't like. I told you, I told you when I wrote my book, Not a Daycare, The Devastating Consequences of Abandoning Truth, that the consequence of abandoning truth as the measuring rod outside of those things being measured That the consequence of elevating feelings over facts, that the consequences of giving more credence to opinions than the pursuit of those things that are good and real and right and beautiful, that the consequence of subjective versus objective reality. I told you, the consequences of all of this stuff would be a daycare, would be a whining bunch of juvenile. Adults who graduate from Berkeley and Brown and every place in between bringing their worldview into our daily lives. I said this stuff is going to leave the campus and it's going to end up in your courts, in your Congress, in your corporate boardrooms. I said that and here we are. These people have graduated. They left the comfort of their daycares. At their universities where they were fussing, where they were pouting, where they were protesting any ideas they didn't like and trying to cancel conservative speakers like Dave Rubin, Milo, Ben Shapiro, and Dennis Prager, or anyone else. If they didn't like the ideas that were being brought to their campus, they screamed. They screamed and they cried and they pouted until those speakers were canceled. And it worked. Most of the universities capitulated, and I said that it isn't going to stop there. They're going to graduate, and guess what? They're going to be working in your corporations, and they're going to be running for office, and they're going to be your congressmen, and they're going to be judges in our courts. And when that happens, freedom is lost because you'll have no judge any longer with a capital T. You, you won't have truth as the referee on the sidelines blowing the whistle on the game, you'll have power. I told you all of this. You've heard me say it time and time again. Well, the evidence of last week, to that, to that end, to that effect, the evidence out there that, that all of these things I warned of are coming to pass is, is on your daily news. All you have to do is look at your iPhone, look at your laptop, turn on the TV, read the newspaper, you see it. And Tulsi Gabbard was the story last week. It's a story of the ruling class versus the country class. The book, Angela Cotevella, that I've been discussing with you. So you look at this, and our country's ruling class doubled down in this story of Tulsi Gabbard. They just doubled down in their efforts to silence anyone. Anyone, anyone who dares dissent from their approved narrative. It's, it's another story of our nation's established elites. And they've once again, once again proven themselves to be shameless. They're shameless, they're pompous, they're unpretentious. They're not even pretending anymore. They're unpretentious power brokers. Again, power versus truth. Who's going to judge the debate? Is it going to be truth that we all look to as an impartial judge? Or will it be power, shutting everyone down that they disagree with? This is the kind of culture we're in right now. So they, the established elites, the power brokers, they, whoever they are, again, you don't even know who we're talking about. Who who pulled the trigger on this one? Is there any individual? No, we just hear that they, Google, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, they, fact checkers, so Whoever they are, they don't, even, they don't even care to hide anything other than their identity, I guess. They don't hide the fact that they're just going to silence anyone. Because they, our ruling class, the elites, the oligarchs, the smart folks, they, whoever they are, have decided that they are our deciders. And what do I mean by that? They will decide where and when we can shop. They will decide what you will wear on your face. They will decide what drugs you will inject in your body. That's where we are as a culture right now. Stop and think about it. They've been deciding all of this. They are the deciders. They will decide what research will and will not be available concerning such drugs that you have to inject in your body because they said so. And now they'll control the research and the availability or lack thereof. They will decide when you can go to church. Nobody squawked. Oh, it's the right thing to do for the safety of your neighbor. They will decide how far apart you will stand when you wait in line at the cashier. Six feet, stand on these dots. They have decided. They will decide when you can and cannot read something. And what you can and cannot read and hear. That's what they're doing with Tulsi Gabbard. They're deciding. They have decided that you can't read or hear what Tulsi Gabbard said. They. The fact checkers the graduates from Berkeley and Brown, and your own backyard university, they have decided that they are the deciders. And again, there's, the proof is replete. Story and story across the land. But this, this recent story of YouTube's and Google's censorship of a former United States congressman, a 2019 Democrat presidential candidate, I mean, this isn't Donald Trump we're talking about. This isn't the censorship of a conservative talking head like uh, Sean Hannity. Or someone like Tucker Carlson. That's not who they're censoring. That would be just as wrong. I. That's awful that they censor Tucker Carlson for asking good questions. We're living in crazy land here. But no, that's not who they're going after right now. This should cause you to wake up. They're going after a former Democrat, a current Democrat, but a former Congresswoman and presidential candidate for the Democrat Party as recently as 2019. Now, you know the story. It unfolded over the course of a week. On March 9th, Tulsi Gabbard offered comments that I played for you on this show last last episode. As you know, she joined Laura Ingram on her show on Fox News. And in that interview, Tulsi Gabbard offered these comments. Now again, like I said, I'm not going to play them for you, the audio version. Again, what I am going to do is read a critical paragraph from that interview because it summarizes everything she said. And here it is. Quote, Nothing that the Biden administration has done has helped make the situation better, nor has it helped de-escalate the situation. When I look at these stories, I think about what is best and what's in the best interest of the American people. And the continued escalation of this conflict and this war is not in the best interest of Americans or the world. Then she goes on and she says this, People like Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and all others who use this flowery language about how you know we've got to take a stand about the price of freedom. The question that we should all be asking, says Gabbard, we should be asking them, okay, tell us how Russia somehow has the power to take away, oh, your constitutional rights that are enshrined in the Bill of Rights to take away your freedom. How does Russia have the power to do that, to take away your right to free speech, to take away your right to get a good education for your kids? How does Russia have the power to take away your rights that are enshrined in the Bill of Rights? The answer, she says, is that they don't. They don't have that power. So the lines that were being sold are just crap. It's just crap, close quote, Tulsi Gabbard. As she's talking to Laura Ingram. Now, what was so dangerous and so treasonous and so bad and so awful about that quote that it needs to be censored and removed, removed from the daily news, according to Google and YouTube? I mean, if this isn't Winston Smith sitting in the Ministry of Truth in Orwell's 1984, I don't know what it is. They're clipping, they're cutting and pasting and clipping with a pair of scissors items out of the news that they don't like, and they're, they're replacing those statements with something diametrically opposed to them, something that's the exact opposite, something that's a lie. They're taking the truth out the devastating consequences of abandoning truth, they're cutting the truth out and they're replacing it with their own narrative, what they find to be acceptable, less offensive, less dangerous. All Tulsi Gabbard did, all she did, was summarize her view of the competence, or lack thereof, of the Biden administration in dealing with this international conflict, this war between Russia And the Ukraine. And she's asking a good question. How is this affecting the American people? What is in the best interest of America? And she's saying that people like Clinton and Biden and Harris, they're using a bunch of evasive, flowery language to talk about: well, you've got to pay the price. You've got to, according to Bloomberg, you've got to eat lentils. Stop eating meat, eat lentils. Use the bus. These people are so clueless. Use the bus? I live in rural Oklahoma. Newsflash to all of you in New York City and Washington, D.C. We don't have bus services in rural Oklahoma. We've got to solve the problem ourselves. A lot of us have 10-year-old, 15-year-old pickup trucks to drive to the grocery store, or to drive to church. There's no bus to get on. These people are out of their minds. So, back to the Gabbard story. Well, after she said these comments, and she was canceled on social media for doing so, she summarized very well what's going on in a tweet. She tweeted this, The Power Elite in Washington... Their warmongering, their military-industrial complex is being challenged. And therefore, Tulsi Gabbard is being silenced. Which is true. The power elite, that's her language. The power elite in Washington. They're defending their military-industrial complex and the fact that they are warmongers. And they will not tolerate anybody bringing this to the public's attention. So, again, for all of the above, for saying what Tulsi Gabbard dared to say, she was declared verboten by the social media kings and queens, the fact-checkers. Her comments were flagged, and they were labeled inappropriate and offensive for some audiences. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. There you have it. Tulsi Gabbard just said something that, for all intents and purposes, is exactly, exactly, it's indistinguishable from what the leaders of her own political party have said a thousand times over when they protested and criticized, old people like, let's say, George Bush, Ronald Reagan, and for that matter, Lyndon B. Johnson. I mean, just think. Think for a minute. How is what Tulsi Gabbard just said any different than what John Kerry said when he protested the Vietnam War? Or Hillary Clinton or Bill Clinton? How is what Tulsi Gabbard said any different from other Democrats when they protested Ronald Reagan's military involvement in Nicaragua? Or George Bush's interventions into Afghanistan? I mean... How how is it any different? Certainly not any different than those that protested Lyndon B. Johnson. This kind of censorship should bother you. I mean, that seems to be the most self-evident thing I've said today. But so many people are just asleep at the switch. Ah, you know, life goes on. This should really bother you. A quote from Tucker Carlson recently sums it up very well. And yes, I am a Tucker Carlson fan. He speaks the truth. He's one of the few out there that is willing to challenge the established media. Here's what he said. When every orifice of the national media fully aligns with the political establishment to push a single message, this ought to make you nervous. Close quote. Spot on. Standing applause for Tucker Carlson. When every orifice of the national media fully aligns with the political establishment to push a single message, this ought to make you nervous. Yes, it should. And again, I want to go back to the 2010 book by Angela Cotavella titled The Ruling Class that I've talked to you about over the last few shows. He warned of the dangers of this kind of alignment, the alignment that Tucker Carlson just referred to. When every orifice of the national media fully aligns with the political establishment to push its message and to silence all others, it ought to make you nervous. Cotevella was warning of this, this very thing that Tucker Carlson just described, the very thing that I'm trying to summarize in today's show. They warned of this. Carlson, others have warned of this and Cotevella warned of this here's just a snippet from Cotevella again in the ruling class today's elites dismiss the average citizen as ignorant they have made themselves into a ruling class whose contempt for opposition is so patent today's ruling class has a narrow uniform set of ideas the class, the classes I should say, chief pretension is its intellectual superiority. The ruling class thinks that Americans are unfit to run their own lives. They believe we're incapable of even deciding for ourselves what we should read. At stake are the most important questions. Who gets to decide what? The enlightened of the ruling class know that ordinary people can no more be trusted with information than they can with guns. Consensus among the right people is the only standard of truth. Facts and logic matter only insofar as a proper authority acknowledges them. By identifying truth with themselves, our rulers delegitimize opposition. Thus does the ruling class go about disaggregating and dispiriting the ruled. Close quote. In the foreword to Cotevella's book, in the foreword to the book, Rush Limbaugh added this. These people have a certain strange set of beliefs. And one is that those of us not in the ruling class haven't got the smarts to know what's best for ourselves. They think they have to decide for us. This is an insidious bunch. So, isn't it amazing how today's ruling class, the oligarchs and the technocrats, who fancy themselves to be our deciders, isn't it amazing how these people are now censoring other people for saying the same thing that they were shouting in protests just yesterday just yesterday when they were protesting George W. Bush when they were protesting Ronald Reagan when they were protesting Lyndon B. Johnson they they were saying the same thing almost verbatim that Tulsi Gabbard just said but Tulsi Gabbard needs to be cancelled silenced, censored Because she's offensive. Why? Rush Limbaugh said it well. Indeed, our deciders are a very insidious bunch. Insidious bunch. In fact, I think Vladimir Lenin had a name for this bunch of people. I think he called them useful idiots. This story, I think, is a very important one. Because if you can't speak the truth about a war, if you can't criticize our government for their handling or mishandling of the economy, of our military, of our domestic domestic affairs, as well as our international affairs, foreign affairs, if you can't raise your hand and say, wait a second, this makes no sense. Why are we telling people to eat lentils and start using the bus and, st- and to stop foregoing veterinary treatment for your dog. Yes, Bloomberg actually said that this week. That's their recommendation for how Americans should handle the days, weeks, and months to come. Let them eat cake. Go buy expensive electric cars, Don't ask questions about where the electricity actually comes from. It just comes from thin air, I guess. You don't have to fire up a coal plant or a gas-fired power plant, or you don't have to have a nuclear plant, or you don't have to have big uh, dams like the Hoover Dam to generate power. No, it just comes out of thin air. I mean, idiots, just idiots. They're useful idiots, and they're being used by those who want to take our freedom. They're being used by those who want to control everything you do. They, they're being used, these useful idiots are being used by the deciders. The deciders who will tell all of us how to live down to the minutia of what we wear on our face and how far apart we will stand in the checkout line. It's the difference between a hierarchical government and a covenantal government. Very quickly, you've heard me say it before, Osgin has told me, if you want freedom, always vote for the higher. Excuse me. If you want freedom, never vote for the hierarchy. Always vote for the covenant. Hierarchical governments are top-down. Osgin has said, Belgium and France and the European Union are hierarchical. The elites telling everybody from the top how to live their lives, what kind of currency you will use and not use, what matter of exchange you will engage in when you go to the market. Will you have cash or will you have a piece of plastic? Will you have a chip? Will the chip be on some credit card or will it be implanted into your body? What vaccines will you get and will you not get? This is hierarchical. This is top-down. This is not freedom. Oz Guinness told me, if you want freedom, always vote for the covenant. Covenantal governments are bottom-up. Covenantal governments diffuse. They push the authority back to the communities, and they tell the communities to take responsibility for your own affairs. We're going to stay out of your lives It's not that there's no government. In fact, in some ways, more people are involved in the government because it's pushed back to you and me. And we're told, this is your job, this is your neighborhood, this is your community. You are responsible for it in covenant with one another. Hold each other accountable to that covenant. Big Brother isn't going to step in and tell you what's important for your community in Oklahoma in Ohio, in Kentucky, in Texas, in New York or California. Covenantal governments lend themselves to freedom. The community, the individual decides. Everybody has a voice. Hierarchical governments, no, they don't believe in freedom. They believe in power because they have decided that they're the deciders for everybody else. They will tell you They will tell communities. They will tell individuals what to do. They will even tell you what pronouns to use and how to go to the bathroom. They will tell you because they've decided that you can't be trusted. You can't even be trusted with information. You certainly can't be trusted with guns. You're dangerous. You're offensive. You're verboten will cancel you. We'll even start with former Democrat candidates for the presidency of the United States named Tulsi Gabbard. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.